You have found the Runaround Iowa, the podcast that's dedicated to news and interviews with the athletes, coaches, and personalities who are making headlines in college cross country, track and field, road running, trail running, and triathlon in the state of Iowa. And now from the home office in Clive, here is your host, Lance Bergeson. My guest today was a three-time state qualifier and two-time conference champion while running at Central El Cater. He went on to run at Loris College, where he was a team captain. And then he went on to coach at Wayne State and then Iowa State under former coach Martin Smith. He's now the director of corporate communications at the Iowa Sports Foundation. And you can hear him talk about Iowa high school track and field and cross country on the superb Iowa Association of Track Coaches podcast, The Exchange Zone. Welcome to the program, Kyle Wagner. Hello, Kyle. Thank you, Lance. I, man, that was a deep dive. I kind of forgot about <laughs> all that stuff from over 10 years ago. So uh, cool to hear it again. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me on. Looking forward to uh, talking some cross country tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I thought uh, now is kind of a good time to catch you on the show. We just got done with the high school um, cross country season. Um as people know, listen to this podcast, this is, you know, my, my uh, emphasis is on the, uh, the uh, co collegians and, of course, the post-college uh, runners and, and, and the professionals. And, um, but you've got a, a, an incredible knowledge of the preps. And uh, so we're going to talk about those athletes that are going to be going into the college ranks here pretty soon or uh, going to be recruiting. You can kind of uh, highlight some of the athletes that maybe uh, Iowa State or Iowa fans, Drake fans might look forward to, all, all that kind of thing. And then we'll, we'll also talk about NCAA Nationals uh, uh, coming up this weekend. So a lot to talk about here. Since you uh, know something about the Iowa State program, since you were a coach there for a year or two, yeah. Yep. I uh, volunteered there after, after um, I graduated from Loris while I interned with uh, the Iowa Sports Foundation where I work now. And then I uh, was offered a full-time opportunity uh, after grad school. Oh my goodness. 20. <laughs> I'm already losing track of years. I think it was 2017, uh, 2018 around there. So. Okay. So the, you've found a good home there at the, in, in Ames at the Iowa Sports Foundation, working with Chuck Long, uh, really a good group there. They, of course, run the Iowa games. Uh, what, uh, what, uh, what else do you uh, do there? Yeah, yep. So we're most known for the Iowa games. Uh, yeah. It's kind of our youth sports staple, grassroots, um, you know, team sports, individual, you name it. Uh, what I do is kind of got launched in 2015, 2016 is the Iowa corporate games. So it's company competitions. We do it in Des Moines, uh, Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, and the Quad Cities. So I, I float quite a bit across the state. Live on I live on I-80 in the summer, it feels like. But uh, yeah. it's uh, we get a lot of great companies that sign up. You know, your principal, uh, Pella Corporation, Corteva, uh, you know, you name it across the board. It's uh, We put on company company competition events across the summer. We have team sports, individual sports. So, hey, if you're out there and your company is interested in participating, uh, just Google the Iowa Corporate Games, get in contact with me. It's a lot of fun. I enjoy putting it on. Yeah, that uh, program has definitely grown and um, done a good job with that. And, and yeah, I, I see the uh, competitions all the time. Uh, it, was, it was really good to see a lot of those people at the Iowa Games. Uh, I competed there in July. So yeah. uh, all right, yeah, and, doing, and uh, you know, good job there. Thank you, and it, I loved I love the the track and cross country piece of it most. Obviously, um, you know, especially when we get like some Run Blaze guys that work for some of those companies like Tyson Whelan and Blake Whelan. Yeah. Uh, Spencer Moon interned for principal this summer. So uh, really, really, really awesome uh, to, you know, still be involved in that aspect too. Um, I, uh, I'm, like I said, I'm really impressed with the exchange zone. Um, that is the uh, Iowa Association of Track Coaches podcast that you do with Ben Dewey. Uh, just a wealth of knowledge. Um, you guys were doing your two early rankings and you're talking about seventh and eighth grade girls i'm just really impressed that you have all this knowledge uh, of all the uh athletes um wow it has to take up a lot of your time it does but it, you know it's in, it's rewarding it's enjoyable 
Um, you know, when I was running in, in Iowa high school, there wasn't much, you know, we had the, the rankings and that was about it, you know, so yeah. uh, to be a voice, uh, uh, a platform for these kids and what they're doing, I think it's, I think it'll really help uh, the, you know, grow participation in the sport, make it, you know, make it fun, you know, so it's not always the same schools necessarily getting recognized, but finding those those schools are building good programs, recognizing those coaches and uh, getting the word out for these kids that, you know, want to compete in college. And uh, I, you know, I hope it helps, you know, it's definitely not like the main factor for these kids going on to the next level, but anything we can do to promote the sport, you, you obviously know football, basketball, wrestling gets a lot of the love in the state, deservedly. So Uh, I'm a big wrestling fan myself. I love football, love basketball, but uh, it's, it's awesome to be able to do this. It's like you said, it is time consuming, but uh, you know, it, it's enjoyable. I really enjoy doing it and uh, it's been a lot of fun. I look forward to continuing making it grow and same for you, uh, you know, beyond just press. It's, it's great to have more, more opportunities to talk about cross country in Iowa. Well, you guys kind of do a nice handoff to me. You guys focus on the preps and then I kind of take them from the, from the colleges on. So, you know, for me, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's really nice that we have, uh, you know, two resources like that. Um, well, one, one question I had is how much time do you devote to this, uh, to this podcast a week, you say? Man. Oh, you know, it's, it's a good couple hours of researching meets. Um, you know, talking, it's a lot of texting and talking with coaches and, and, and reading emails and messages from listeners. Cause you know, we get a lot of Intel or, you know, I don't know, I, maybe Intel is not the best word, but just feedback, well, yeah. which, which really helps. And, uh, oh yeah. And it really, I don't know, maybe, maybe two or three hours a week, like beginning of the season, like with research and then, you know, a couple hours of recording and then Towards once we get to the postseason, it's it's a lot. It's probably, man, six to eight hours a week of you know looking at meets and just diving in. But uh, it's fun. I I really enjoy it. I I I'm glad Dewey uh, brought me on board. It's I love being uh, a voice and like I said, a platform for yeah. the sport. Well, you grew up in Elkader, Iowa, uh, way up there in northeast. Iowa, you're still doing a little running. Um, I see. Um, you want to race in McGregor uh, over the over the fall here, didn't you? Oh, yep, yep. Um, so over a trail race, 15k race. So you're yep. still uh, you're still running pretty pretty uh, pretty strong uh, times here. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, not elite level of you know, like especially a lot of the the run of blaze guys in Iowa. But uh, you know, I'm just so fortunate to have have good health again. Uh, you know, I, I kind of wrapped up my college career early, just had some health issues and just my body was not uh, not cooperating. So kind of had to take a little break. And, and now finally, uh, one, getting the, the physical health back and falling in love with the sport again. And, you know, I, I, I'm hopeful in the next year here to get even, you know, hit, hit some PRs, which, you know, it's been a long time since I've hit PRs. I have my post-collegiate PRs, but um you know, I just, I love competing. It's who I am. It's my identity, you know, cross country. That's, that's who we are. And I, you know, a lot of people are okay. Maybe giving that up after college or after high school. And I, I, I can't yet, I can't kick it. It's so much fun. It's taken me so far in life. I've met so many great people, made so many friends. It, it, and it's, you know, it's what I do. It's who I am and I love it. And uh, I can't imagine my life without it. Yeah, it's baffling to me when uh, you know college athletes just uh, just completely go cold turkey. I know, I know. Thomas Pollard has, uh, you know, just I'm done running uh, co- competitively, and I'm like, oh gosh, you know, you want to keep doing it, you want to keep uh, pushing yourself. I'm glad to see you're doing it. You must be about thirty years old. Then... Not quite. <laughs> I don't like saying almost. the T word. Not oh, almost. Okay. I'll be almost. 30, okay. 30 next year, but, uh, okay. you know, okay. and I get it with Thomas. Right. He's, he's had similar, he's had a lot of tough battles for sure. He's, he's been through the ringer health wise and I, I yeah, get the yeah. toll it takes on you and how many times he's, he's come back and gotten to that elite level, you know, scoring in big 12. 
Uh, I get it. I, I get taking the break and who knows, maybe, maybe he'll pick it up again someday, but uh, you know, it, I, I totally get it. College uh, wrapping up. Um, and one of, um, well, one of the runners from your alma mater, uh, Cassie Parker goes for a repeat championship um, in Michigan. Um, she's clearly a favorite here. Um, what, uh, Tell me about uh, her career as opposed to where she was in college when she was running at uh, Clayton Ridge at Guttenberg. And man, I don't think you can put it into words how where she's progressed. I, I don't think she was ever a state qualifier or a conference champion, nothing in high school. And she just jumped onto the scene, uh, clearly has put in the work and found a program that works well for her. You know, it's, it's not always division one or bust, you know, there's, there's D2, D3, NAI, JUCO, like there's lots of opportunities out there. You, you got to find where you're going to be happy, find a good environment. Um, you know, even if it's not the most elite training environment, it could still be a better, a better fit for you. So what she's done is incredible. I think it's really boosted the, the Loris women's team. I think they qualified for the first time since, was it the 80s? 25 uh, years. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, or the 90s. So, um, I'm so happy for Coach Schultz. He's, he's worked his tail off. Uh, I remember when we, I graduated there December of 14. And I know ever since when I was there, he, his like, you know, the men had gotten to nationals, they'd done it. Um, you know, it wasn't uh, an every year thing, but they were they were pretty consistently qualifying. And I know how how badly he wanted this for the women's program. And I think Cassie is has, you know, put Loris on the map almost. You know, when you when you're looking at results, you're seeing how successful she is. And it, it kind of gives your team a little bit of a boost when maybe you're looking at rankings or, you know, at large qualifiers and things like that. So what she's done, man. Uh, I'm so happy as a, as a, uh, a Loris alum and she actually went to a rival high school of mine. So, you know, it's, it's so, so cool to see the success that she's having. And we're going to see her uh, try a pro career uh, after she's done this year. She, she said she wants to uh, put her toe into the water here and, uh, and, and sign with the team. So it will be exciting to see her go forward uh, with that uh, endeavor. Um, so she's, yeah, uh, clearly the favorite there uh, this weekend. And, you know, that, that program, you know, has built on the, on the, on the track and field level as well. I mean, they won the national title, uh, a year ago. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, you know, transcended just more than cross country. Oh yeah. Yep. Coach, coach Jones, coach Matt Jones, uh, for, or the, director of track or sorry head track and field coach at loris also yeah. a great job he's an excellent recruiter he finds talent and uh he, he gets people to you know find things in themselves that they might not normally be able to find abilities work ethic um so you know it, it's all come full circle it, with uh different groups succeeding the, the the jumps there's people scoring in the jumps and qualifying for nationals and the jumps and the hurdles the throws like every every event category has is seeing people succeed at a very high level and when you have that it creates the opportunities to trophy at these national championship meets which is what loris is doing what are what are some of the best stories we're going to see from uh from the athletes who are iowans iowan natives that are going to be running at either the ncaa division one uh, division three level uh, this weekend uh, yeah. Who are some of the real good stories? Uh, well, obviously you have, you know, Division Three. you have um, Wartburg and Loris made it on both the men's and the women's side. Wartburg is yep. very heavy with uh, a lot of Iowa kids. Jacob Green, uh, Christopher Collette, I believe he was from Iowa. I can't remember. No, he's from Illinois. Illinois, okay. I'm thinking uh, a different Christopher then. Uh, yeah, he's an Indian kid, yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Yeah, he's from Illinois. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They, man, sorry. They have just but unbelievable. Everybody is from Iowa. Um, yeah. 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 They just have Iowa talent, which seven, five of their top seven are Iowans, I believe. 
uh, yeah, Shane Herbs up there, Michael Goodenbauer. Um, I know, gosh, there's one off the top of my head I'm thinking of. Jack Kinzer from Liberty. Kinzer, yeah. Yep. Uh, Jacob Green was from Cedar Rapids Prairie. Um, Goodenbauer, Cedar Falls. Obviously, Cedar Falls is a great program. Shane Herb was a state champion for Marion. Uh, their team just finished second this year. So Marion's still, still doing well. Uh, even with sending a national caliber athlete up to Wartburg. Uh, Eli Larson of CPU. Man, so just love, I love the fact that, uh, you know, seeing these Iowa kids have success, Wartburg or whatever school, you know, it, yes, I want to say, I'll be, I'll be honest, I want to see Loris have the most success, but <laughs> seeing these individual Iowa kids too, uh, it, it, it's awesome. It's, you know, what, what more can you ask seeing these kids go on to the next level uh, after successful prep careers or, you know, maybe not so successful in finding that, uh, that next talent or that next ability uh, for um, themselves. But, uh, uh, and Warburg on the women's side too, uh, lots of, lots of uh, Iowa preps as well. It's They're, basically Iowa preps uh, with their team. So if they win the national championship, I mean, this is an Iowa-grown team. You got Aubrey Fisher, uh, AGWSR. She's their lead runner. And then guys like uh, pe- people like Lexi Brown, uh, Ellie Meyer, Riley Meyer, Shaylin yep. Hostager. Uh, yep. Haley Meyer. <laughs> yeah. So, yep. And yeah. I'd say they're favorites, too, to win it. Yeah, yep, they just slid up into that number one ranking after beating uh, Chicago. I think Chicago yeah. had beaten them earlier in the year, if I remember right. And, uh, you know, it's it's going to be a battle. That's, you know, it, it's, you know, obviously men 8K, women 6K. You, like, that's why you, you got to run the race. Uh, on paper can mean one thing, but uh, a lot can happen over 8K. And, uh, you know, it, it'd be great to see. Uh, you know, Wartburg come home with two trophies. It'd be great uh, to see Loris come home with an individual girls trophy, uh, girls champion trophy. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be a fun meet for sure. Lots of there's lots of great, divi- you know, I call I don't you know, I don't know if this is the right words to use either, but lots of great Division three talent. Uh, Division three has progressed a long way in the last 15, 20 years. Like the times that these kids are hitting are just insane uh you know from what uh you know a lot of like what times are they're running now we're kind of maybe more division two division one call it level times not too long ago and uh running has just reached this insane level of of super fast times yeah you had to well i mean the winning time for that uh midwest regional is 2504 by colin so these guys are you know cracking you know, five minute miles here. And, um, and that was not an easy day to run either. So on a, on a, on a, on a good fast course, you know, college usually running 24 and a half. So yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, that's, uh, the division two kids are division three and division one are having trouble. A lot of them are running that way, uh, running that fast. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. And division two, I've seen Northwest Missouri State, Upper Iowa, um, a lot of good local schools, Nebraska, some in Nebraska, up in Minnesota with Mankato, Winona State, uh, lots of great Division II schools in the area, too, that are succeeding at a very high level. Well, the lines are definitely getting blurred. If, if you heard my uh, interview with Reese Smith, you know, he said Northwest Missouri actually offered him a better package than Iowa. So, you know, Division II program uh, offered him more uh, helped in Iowa. So, um, you know, he, he said it made too much sense not to go to Northwest Missouri. So, yep. Um, yep. You got to is... find the package for you. Um, yep. you know, I don't, yeah, it's, I love when, you know, when kids find, you know, they find the right home for them, the right environment, the right training culture and, uh, you know, succeed. Cause you know, maybe say he did, I don't want not throwing Iowa under the bus. Say he went to a different, uh, division one school and maybe didn't have quite the success and he's rocking it down at Northwest Missouri state. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's unfortunately been injured a little bit the last, um, month or so. So unfortunately, but yeah, national champion in the steeplechase. 
So he's definitely uh, definitely made a name for himself. Um, let's look at some other uh, athletes. Let's go to Division One here. They're going to be competing this weekend. Uh, a kid like Matthew Carmody of Notre Dame. He's a junior. Um, his Irish made it as a team, but he's the number four runner for the Irish. Um, that's pretty impressive. Dowling Catholic kid uh, running well for them. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, that level of a program, we always went out to Notre Dame for the National Catholic Championships. And it was just, you know, I've been on Iowa State's campus in Iowa and knew you and I and Drake in Iowa. Uh, but going to like a prestigious campus like that, maybe like a UCLA or a USC, uh, but Notre Dame was just unreal. It's, uh, you know, so for an Iowa kid to have that opportunity, uh, and, you know, not just going there to run, because I, um, you know, Johnny Fuller, he was from Glenwood around when I was in school, he went there to run too. Uh, so to see some Iowa kids getting to go to, uh, or earning the opportunities to run at prestigious schools like that is awesome. Uh, and Notre Dame, they're pretty darn good. Yeah. I, uh, I know they were disappointed last year's uh, national meet. They did not run the, the meet that they wanted. So they've got to be uh, feeling like, hey, we got some unfinished business here in, in Stillwater this weekend. And their coach just left last year for Tennessee, right? Was it Carlson? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That sounds yep. right. Yep. Yeah, so they're a little bit in transition there. Um, let's go with uh, Gable Sieperta. Um kid out of central lion um number one runner for iowa state at the midwest regional he's going as an individual um pretty impressive his development absolutely um you know i i run in ames quite a bit up on the cross country course and he's always he's always one to say hello how you doing you know when i was at ames high he would be out there and you know he'd say hello to the kids and the team and uh you know i love i probably like his story maybe um, this might be a little like a little bit small town bias but you know i know central lion george little rock is uh kind of a lot of small towns combined but to see maybe a a, a non-4a kid from iowa especially qualify individually for the division one championships that's so cool and he has worked hard you know he's he's been at iowa state he's put the work in over the last few years uh He's he's a tough kid. I'm, he's got a wrestling background. I think that definitely helps, especially uh, like down in Stillwater uh, for conference. And then at Missouri, it looked a little breezy when those conditions get tough. Uh, I, I'm going to bet on Gable 10 times out of 10. Yeah, tough conditions. And uh, yeah, I mean, he definitely benefited from the experience last year running on that uh, runner up team. Um, definitely will help him kid I'm happy about uh, running at nationals um, Ryan Murphy Arkansas um, he's a Linmar kid um, you know the the hogs won another uh, regional title and he's he was their number five guy so that's that's a great program you know talk about uh, prestigious they've only missed nationals once out of the last 50 years holy um, okay I didn't know that number but yeah I that when I saw that you're exactly that's right out of 50 wow and that's that's another program obviously with chris bucknam from uh obviously you and i before man just so cool again i know i keep saying the word so cool but uh, (laughs) to 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 be at you know schools like that uh competing and and not saying you know they're necessarily any better than an in-state school like iowa or iowa state or drake or anything like that but um it's it's just you know in football, you see five-star, four-star, blue-chip recruits or whatever. Like, it's it's awesome, you know, that Iowa has those kids, boys and girls, that are, you know, able to be recognized on the national level. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit here when we talk about some of this year's seniors. But uh, just, just awesome to see that uh, these kids are uh, pursuing their dreams without question. Yeah, and he's had a lot of injuries, so uh, I know in his career, so it's really exciting to see him. Uh, breakthrough and be healthy here when it when it matters most um i want to talk about one lady who is not going to nationals but what a phenomenal freshman year that's cameron ensley former valley high kid really just burst onto the scene um 
an incredible season already set the Omaha record, uh, you know, the school record ha program hasn't been there that long, but nevertheless, she just, you know, running outstanding times, um, all summit league, just doing everything. Absolutely. One of the, one of the more underrated recruits last year, uh, mm. so I'll say Omaha got a steal with Ensley, yeah. you know, and yeah, uh, she, you know, she could go other, other, and maybe she had opportunities to go to other schools. I, I, I couldn't tell you, but um, when you find that right environment, that right culture, that right coach, that right town, you know, you can do pretty crazy things when it comes to, you know, not just running, but you can succeed in a lot of other areas of life too. But yeah, she, she's probably one of, uh, yeah, definitely one of the more underrated recruits. And she was very high finisher in class four, eight last year, but one of the more underrated uh, without question. When Was she top 10 at, at state cross? That's a good question. I can look that up real quick. Okay. I'll give you a minute here. I, while you're doing that, I'll, uh, I'll put in my two cents worth. I'm, I'm half expecting her to be poached by somebody like an Iowa state. Um, you know, somebody's gonna uh, try to, uh, get her away from Omaha. We'll have to see if, if that, uh, is as successful as the Cyclones were with Kiki Connell, but, um, uh, getting her away from Northern Iowa, but um, runner up last year uh, to her teammate Addison Dornkamp. That's what I thought, but I want to say it and be, yeah. be way wrong. Um, but uh, you know, and I, I don't know. I'm not a huge fan of the the poaching, especially being a Division three yeah. guy. I, I I'm not I, either. Yep. Not <laughs> I and I don't go give my ten second ten second spiel here, but you well, know, go ahead. If if, go if ahead. things if things are going well, don't change. You know, in my opinion, don't change it. Yes there might be some other opportunities out there. And I know we're focusing on Cameron right now, but um, you know, if, if things are going well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, and you can have, you know, you can have success at maybe schools that aren't necessarily going to be powerhouse programs. You know, look at the Bradley women right now. They're, you know, almost pretty close to NCAA qualifying team. Yeah. And not, not, not a, not a power five school, but, you know, and maybe she wants to be part of building something. Uh, a lot of kids are that way too. So, uh, but I'll, I'll jump off the soapbox now. Okay. No, that's, no, I, I definitely agree with that. And uh, Jeremy Sudbury is definitely uh, going the, uh, going the transfer portal. I think, you know, you probably have to, you know, when you're in his position, you, you have to mind that, but I'm generally not a, not a huge fan of that. Generally, I like to see kids, you know, stay all four years. Yeah. And if, it, if the kids are looking for other opportunities, absolutely. You know, the, the transfer portals changed so much since I was running, since I was uh, coaching at, uh, at the college level. It's it's a way different ball game <laughs> than it ever used to be. And, uh, you know, it's 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 changed how you coach. It changes how you recruit. It changes your lineup, your roster, how you delve out scholarships. It's it's changed dramatically. All right, let's let's go to the high school kids. Um, this is your forte, of course. Tim Ives called him the best runner he's ever coached. That's Jackson Heidish of Dowling Catholic. Um, you know, he wins the 4A championship, um, fourteen fifty six, and then he just you know won a won a meet recently with a phenomenal finish to to qualify for nationals for another meet um, uh, at a national meet. So, um, uh, what's what's kind of his outlook here yeah so as, he uh, he's just signed with uh duke so i i think he was looking at a lot more acc east coast type schools if i um, yeah. if i you know i'm not sure not 100 percent sure on that i could be wrong um that's, that's kind of what i've heard but uh you know obviously this kid's really good uh you know 4-0 in the mile uh 14 what do you run 1430 at the at the Nike meet uh, un, undefeated against Iowa competition this year. I think the only meet he lost was Griak and it wasn't by very much this meet here in the 5k. He took down uh, Ford Washburn of city high. who I'll, I'll touch on in a minute here, yeah. uh, but also a, a, a sub four minute miler sub four minute high school miler. Um, was he from South? I think he's from South Dakota. So he's just got, you know, he, I call him a gamer. Every championship meet, this kid steps up and performs, which is what you want. 
in, in, in a, any sort of athlete, you want them to perform at their best level when it matters the most. He's got uh, the endurance. He's got the speed, just a, a, a total package. I, in my opinion, uh, you know, if, if there were stars for cross country recruits across the nation, he'd be as close to a five-star as you could get. Yeah, I did see that he, you know, he had committed to Duke. Um, they're getting a real gem there. Uh, you know, the Duke education is um, second to none, practically, outside of the Ivy League schools. So, so he's, he's definitely uh, wants to, um, that, that's very important to him. Uh, tell me about uh, Ford Washburn. He's, he, he's a kid who uh, runs a lot of road races in Iowa, um, shows up at a lot of these um, out-of-season meets, um, What's, um, what's kind of the trajectory for him here? Yeah, he just committed to Northern Arizona. So a very elite program that's in the national title hunt every year. So to, to have an, an, and he was second at the state meet to Jackson Heidish, but get, don't, don't get it wrong. This kid is an elite level recruit too. Uh, you know, I would say he burst onto the scene maybe later, you know, that you know, we we definitely see kids in junior high and high school, um, but you know his sophomore year was when he really jumped out to us. Like this kid's this kid's really really good, and uh, you know he's like you know Jackson. He's he's got the abilities, no without question. And I I, I don't think I've ever met Ford, but uh, from what I've heard, he works his tail off. So Northern Arizona is getting uh, a, a very very good uh, recruit. And uh, to go train at altitude, you know, it, kind of really excited to see uh, how that plays out, uh, com, you know, going from Iowa to, to the altitude. So uh, Ford Washburn is going to be uh, a, another great runner from the state of Iowa at the, at the college level. And when you get a chance to join the best, which NAU is right now, you know, they've been the top dogs here at the, at the division one level here for the last few years, you got to jump at it. So uh, it'll be exciting to follow his progress here. Um, about this Aaron Feinert, uh, Des Moines Christian, it, it, Des Moines Christian had two really good runners in that two a, uh, in that two a final. Yes. They've kind of had a, an individual hold on the the two-way race for a couple years Aaron Feinart the last couple years uh there was uh was it Colin Colin Haug I might get that wrong that might be his sibling Haug was the last name um the last two years as well with Feinart but uh I know Aaron Feinart's taken a visit to Iowa is the one that I've seen but uh he's tough very tough he pushes the pace it meets a lot of kids have seen kids try and go out with him and it, it, and he pushes the pace even harder. You know, he reminds me a lot of Aiden Ramsey in that sense where he's going to make you earn it, earn that win uh, every single meet. He's, you know, I, I have seen him where he goes out with teammates, help his teammates a little bit to help them move up uh, and finish maybe a little bit higher in the team race or help their his individual teammates to a PR. So that also tells me he's a good teammate. So wherever he goes, you know, that's a, uh, that's a kid you want as a captain, you know, it's so I know. And he's, he's a coming from a class two, a school. So a little bit smaller school, but they're coached by coach Andrew hammer. He was a, a great runner for the central Dutch. And uh, you know, so Aaron is uh, maybe, a, I would say in a way, an underrated recruit could probably maybe because he is class two, a, uh, but this kid's going to be a stud at the college level as well. Okay. So, um, you know, Jeremy Sudbury's one of his goals is to get the best runners, uh, you know, the best runner out of Iowa every year. Um, who's on this radar as far as a runner that he should be targeting here out of, out of the boys' classes? Yep. So, Heidish and Washburn, I know, have committed. Yeah. I would say Feinhart. Sure. Feinhart is uh, a very underrated type of recruit. I don't think he's committed yet. I could be definitely wrong on that. And uh, Gabe Nash is another one that just committed to Nebraska. So a lot of these guys are committing uh, early in the fall, which, um, you know, not surprising. These kids want to maybe get that decision made and, you know, cross country is done and get focused on track. Uh, Iowa State has signed Jacob Mummy. He is from Pleasant Valley. He was the 3,200. Oh, he's a state champ or runner up. Uh, But, you know, and 
I know, like you said, Iowa State tries to uh, wants to recruit the top boy and top girl in Iowa each year. Um, if it, I will say this, if if the top boy or top girl isn't, you know, necessarily maybe meets their standards, they're you know they're they're not going to sign a kid or uh, bring a kid into the program just to bring someone in. Like they they want them to fit their culture, fit their team, and uh, so they've got Jacob Mummy coming in and. You know, he was fourth at the state meet. You know, I know he's uh, in track. Excuse me. Yeah, fourth at the state meet, 1531. So, you know, he's, like you said, he's not, uh, he's no slouch. They're not going to bring in a kid just to just to bring in, okay, we didn't get the top Iowa kid or this top second Iowa kid. Maybe they think he is the top Iowa kid with the most potential. So, uh, you know, he's he potential. You got to look at the athlete and go, okay, this kid can we can get a lot more out of him there. You know? Exactly. That's, and that's what they're seeing with, uh, with mummy. And um, well, Iowa's really mined pleasant Valley over the years. They get several kids that come from pleasant Valley. This is like, he's like first Iowa state recruit, right? Out of PV. Man, I probably. Don't, I don't yeah. I don't it's been a while, man. I didn't think so. Probably since before I was in high school. Yeah. I can't think I of think so. But yeah, and Pleasant Valley is a great program like Dowling. Uh, City High has burst onto the scene as of late, but historically City High is a great program. And then, uh, so all these guys, you know, I'm not, I don't want to put them in order by any means because I think they're going to be successful with Heidish, Washburn, Nash, Mummy, Fine Art. Uh, I got a list of about 10 more guys here that, uh, you know, they're going to they're gonna succeed at the le- next level. I hope they compete at the next level senior-wise. Uh, you have Jackson Plum of Johnston, third place at the in the 4A state meet. Flynn Milligan made a huge progression from his junior to senior year for Dowling. Carson Owens of Southeast Polk. Miles Wilson of Cedar Rapids Kennedy. Jedediah Osgood, he was the Class 3A runner-up. Then you have guys like Isaiah Hammerin, Zach Spora, Williams, William Wadsley, Tommy Tanizma. So, uh, all those guys, I really hope to see compete at the next level, whatever whatever division it is. Uh, I really hope to see them okay. compete. And then um, there's there's I would say two pretty good juniors. One is the Class Three A boys state champion Ethan Eichhorn of Lewis Central. He actually got in a car accident the night before the state meet and and bruised up his really? leg pretty fit and still oh, won man. the state meet. So. And still we're at fifteen thirty-two. <laughs> yeah, with with a good field with uh, Jedediah Osgood and uh, Zach Spora. Oh my goodness, I'm missing another guy in the class three A race off the top of my head. Uh, Isaiah Hammerand. So uh, very very good field there. And then uh, I'm gonna throw in a one A guy. He's a junior, Landon Benjamin of Woodbine. He was the class one A individual champion. So a lot of talent in in the state of Iowa, for sure on the boys side. Uh, girl sites, they, I'm sure are, we'll cover, but uh, are are these athletes Division One caliber, or are they uh, more Division Two or Three? Man, that's a good question because you also got to look at uh, you know the, the potential. You know, I, I know yeah. a lot of scholarships in college are offered based off what you've done. You know, can you score at the conference meet? How many points can you score uh, based off the marks that you can do? So. Um, you know, in, in my, and I don't know, <laughs> that's maybe another term I don't necessarily enjoy using because, it, you know, a Division One program might not be the best fit, but, you know, it is the top tier of college. So it is the premier or the pinnacle or the, the standards that you want to hit. So, man, I would say pretty much everybody I mentioned on the boys side there is, is Division One, whether that's Power Five or Group of Five. Uh, you know, Drake, you and I, you know, Aiden Ramsey was an absolute stud in the state of Iowa. Uh, Caleb Schumacher, he's at UNI. Aiden Ramsey's at Drake. So uh, there's, you know, lots of opportunities out there for these kids. And, uh, you know, I <laughs> distance running in Iowa right now is pretty darn good. So I would say absolutely a lot of these kids have the ability to meet Division One standards. Well, let's talk about Aiden Ramsey. He was, you know, a kid out of uh, DC, DCG who really had a nice season for Drake. Um, kind of their number four runner on that team. Um, had a nice freshman season. Um, 
he's he's you know looking like he's going to be uh, out, outstanding for for that group. Yeah, he's like I, like I talked about. He's kind of like that, uh, like Aaron Feinhart. He's just a tough kid, and his story's awesome because he he was one of the um, not fastest kids on his middle school cross country team. Um, you know, he was he was actually near the bottom of his middle school cross country team, and to okay. to work his way up to his, you know, he was running with Nate Mueller, Quentin Orr, and eventually, you know, be, became a state champion. Uh, I, I honestly thought he was going to redshirt this year at Drake. Uh, I, my way far outside. I've, I've no connections whatsoever. I know, uh, whatever. Anyway, won't go down that road, but, uh, you know, he's, he's a tough kid. I only see him getting better and better for the Drake Bulldogs. Well, while we're on the college, um, level, let's talk about Emma Gordon here, former Ankeny Centennial kid. Um, just had an outstanding race the other day, 18th at regionals. You know, this is somebody who was 157th at the Midwest meet two years ago. So she improved uh, almost 150 spots. That's really incredible. Yeah, it is. One, it's awesome for Iowa kids. That's what we love to see the most. And up there were some pretty darn good names. You know, look in front of her, Gabby Henteman of Oklahoma State. Uh, she yeah. beat uh, Bre- she beat Iowa State's uh, was it three four four five with Brenna Cahoon and Jeanette Schraft, Cameron Ensley she was in front of so uh, absolutely just talk about someone that's put in the work and you know on this note I'll say to kids out there you might not see success your freshman sophomore year you might there's a high chance you'll get injured your early years in college and as you can see a senior here taking a massive leap that's just that that's four four years of putting in the work to you know reach a certain result or a final result and you know it it might not come right away it might take a long time uh but uh, awesome for emma gordon here to be 18th and be all region for the iowa hawkeyes is that the biggest challenge for iowa kids is they just don't put in the high mileage that uh, kids in other states do and then they go to college and it's just uh, too big of a hill to climb for them um, is that kind of still a problem in Iowa um, just, I don't yeah right. I don't know man right. <laughs> every kid's change? different you know some everybody's built different it's uh, you know genetics and so much can play into it it's it's tough um, you know finding that right balance you know, because I, I, when I ran at Loris, I had kids uh, on my team that ran at York in Illinois. Gosh, one of the best programs in the entire country. Uh, they were doing, you know, insane mileage in high school. Mm. And it was only they almost came to college and were doing less, it seemed like. But, uh, you know, it's everybody's different. You got to find what works. You know, myself, I was probably like a 15 to 20 mile a week guy in high school. And uh, I got when I got to college, I had, you know, guy teammates. I got there and, I'm you know, I see them putting in, you know, 40, 50, 60, 70 miles a week. And I'm like, well, they're doing that. If I want to be good, I got to do that, too. So I definitely I think threw myself into the fire a little bit early. And I think, you know, injuries played a factor for sure. Uh, But, you know, like myself, I, I saw they were doing it. They were working that hard, you know, and volume doesn't necessarily always mean. You know, like it's not the the definition of hard work. You got to find that balance and progression. And uh, I'm going to guess Emma Gordon here had a nice progression of mileage. You know, whatever she started out with at, at Centennial and Coach Cog uh, to where she ended at Iowa. Uh, I'm going to guess that was a pretty uh, steady progression to get where she was at this final time. Yeah, knowing Eric, I'm sure they ran a lot of high miles. So uh, I'm sure that wasn't the problem. So, but uh, yeah, uh, like, like I said, it'll, it'll be phenomenal to see what she can do uh, in the track season. Um, let's move back to the preps here. Everybody's talking about Peyton No, of course, the Ballard girl, first Iowa girl ever to run under 17 minutes. We know she's looked at Iowa State, Arkansas is recruiting her. Um, anybody else? What's, um, what do you think there? What's going to where she's going to end up at. She's going to be clearly the one of the best recruits we've we've ever seen in Iowa. 
Yeah, I think she's also visited Colorado, and then I I can't remember what the last school is, or another school. I'm not saying I don't want to say last school because, um, you know, it it is November. A lot can happen in the next few months. I don't. I have no idea if she wants to commit soon. I could not tell you, but uh, you know, I, the 5K has been uh, in the Iowa girls races since 2015, I believe. Uh, and the record was set by uh, Camille Jackson of Ames, and she obliterated that. And Camille was running at Colorado. I think she's at New Mexico now, if I remember right. Um, but man, just I obviously being uh, you know eight miles from Huxley or whatever I am, I you know I see her at meets quite a bit out on the trail. This kid works hard. She, you know I I talk about Aaron Finehart and Aiden Ramsey and how hard those guys run. Peyton Noe is the exact same thing. Like I've ne- I've never seen a girl just absolutely from the gun. Like I'm going, like I'm going to beat you. I'm going to beat everybody here. And like, I'm not going to give anybody else a chance. If you want to try it, go for it, but it's not going to end up well for you. And <laughs> she's just tough runner. She, you know, just, it feels like she gets so much off the ground uh, momentum wise that, you know, to propel her forward. And, this is she's probably powerful you know, girl yeah yep uh you know obviously we had katie flood uh ashley decker uh the dinsdale brooke and blair dinsdale yeah. those you know they were very very good katie moen um shelby Houlihan. so she's she is i would say definitely in that category but i would from what i've seen and you know i watched a lot of those girls run um, when I was in school too, but, uh, I would say hands down, she's the best recruit I've ever seen in the state of mm-hmm. Iowa. So this would be getting her for Iowa state would be, uh, I don't want to say a program changer, but, um, it would definitely swing that momentum. Certainly. Yeah, she would, she'd be a kid that would come in, you know, and whether or not, uh, she would register her freshman year, but any program, she's going to flip them pretty quickly. Uh, you know, you mentioned Iowa State, you know, her coming in, they're probably going to be in, uh, at the at the national meet next year uh, with her coming in. She's that that type of athlete ability wise, uh, man, you know, obviously trained by uh, Coach Barth and, and Coach Koha Jackson, Coach Marion. Uh, you know, she's going to be ready to rock at whatever level she chooses to go, uh, but an immediate difference maker uh, wherever she ends up. How about Roosevelt's 4A champion, Adrian Butner-Cable? Um, tell the listeners what her uh, potential is there. Yeah, this is another kid uh, that's just progressed very nicely over the last few years. You know, I, I want to say she was uh, – Addison Dorenkamp was the champion in Class 4A last year. Uh, she fell to fourth this year. Uh, Butner-Cable became the individual champion. And I want to say she improved by over a minute. Uh, just an absurd uh, um, amount of time. She was 12th at the state meet last year in 1902. Uh, this year she was 1741 oh, wow. in in, at the individual state champion. So just a, a kid that, uh, you know, from my, from my outside perspective, has worked pretty darn hard to cut off that much time in less than a year or in a year. And uh, I believe she is going to Boston with her teammate, Abby Hahn, to run for Boston University, the Terriers. She's one of the Boston U runners. Okay. I knew there was a couple preps that were going to Boston U, so it's her. Yeah. I think it's both. Of the, I think it's the two Roosevelt girls. And their other teammate, Ariana Jackson, is going to play basketball at Iowa State. So some pretty darn good athletes yeah. at Des Moines Roosevelt right now. Um, one name that, boy, this name uh, – kind of jumps out at me a lot is Grace Bolin of Pleasant Valley. Um, she's got to be one of the uh, bright young runners that we're going to be uh, talking about very yeah. soon. Just a sophomore. Um, so still two more years. So we get to watch her at the Iowa level, Iowa high school level for two more years, which I'm excited about. Uh, Pleasant Valley is obviously very, very good program. They finished darn near the top of class 4A the last few years. And, uh, you know, she's she's one that I would say has not had two of the two good, two great state meets um, her freshman year. Uh, not the best state meet. And then, you know, 
14th this year. I know it might not seem the best. This is this was one of the deeper 4A girls fields, uh, but maybe not necessarily what she wanted. But uh, in a year or two, she's going to be the, the, the talk of Iowa high school recruiting for sure, just being uh, in the sophomore class. Yeah, it's it's just odd that some you know some runners put it together at state and other, and others haven't, and so maybe the light will switch on for one of these years. But um, I know yeah. that potential's there because you know she's running some great times. I know from uh, all the kids that I've seen. So um, absolutely, and it is other... hard to be. It's hard to be on you know every meet all year. Um, you know, especially when you race, you know, 10 to 12 meets or whatever you're going to race. Uh, and, you know, it's hard to, I don't know, <laughs> I don't want to pick on her for, you know, two poor races out of, uh, you know, 25 meets or whatever she's run. Uh, and, you know, I'll be the first to tell you, I, I did not have many good state state meets, uh, you know, whatever it was, nerves or what have you, it's uh whatever but uh you know i have no doubt she's gonna respond for the track season okay um how about noel steinus um there's another name that i saw she's a a, a great story so she actually uh dislocated her kneecap in august uh so didn't run most of the season and mm. jumped in i want to say like the meet before the conference meet that she finally got the go. So she kind of uh, cross-trained most of the most of the fall and I would say very limited running and uh, defended her state title. So uh, just a sophomore, second, uh, second state title, she's going to have the opportunity to join a select crowd of uh, four-time state champions with uh, Griswold, what was her name, Rebecca Topham. And uh, Daniel Hostetler is going to have a chance to be a four-timer next year. And then Noel Steinus here uh, as the class 1A champion back-to-back years. So she's got, she got two more years to go, but uh, has a chance to be in some pretty elite company. Uh, she's a baton, I don't, baton athlete. I don't, I, I'm not sure the correct verbiage. I know you have to be pretty athletic because she was talking about doing front flips on our podcast and, I was like, okay, I, mean, <laughs> I can't do that. I know that. But, uh, you know, she's just an athletic kid, it sounds like. And, uh, you know, I think an, she, a bit, she, going she, to be a very underrated recruit coming from Class 1A. Does she come from an athletic family? It's <sighs> a good question. I, I should know this. Uh, I'm gonna, I, I heard, yeah, I want to say her grandma was like an elite basketball player in the state of Iowa. If I, I don't know why I know that. <laughs> But uh, I think that's what it was. I think uh, they were pretty good at basketball, if I remember right. But if I'm way wrong, I'm sorry. Any, um, any, any girls you think that, um, well, in another year or two, who do you like that um, Division One programs are going to be looking at in Iowa? Man, um, can I start with uh, just a couple seniors? Um, okay. That's okay. As long uh, as they haven't signed. <laughs> Um, I think Rondi Quas just signed with Tennessee today. Um, but I just wanted to throw her name out there. She's kind of a an 800 level. Uh, that's probably her forte is mid distance. Um, I you know just a couple of her seniors quick. Lords Mason of Mount Vernon Lisbon, uh, Brooke O'Brien of Dubuque Hempstead, Geneva Timmerman just signed with South Dakota. Uh, she's from ADM. Claire Kelly. I'm sorry if I'm wrong on this. I think she signed with. Iowa, another great mid-distance runner, Madison Brower of Sibilo Cheaton, just signed with the University of South Dakota, and then Caitlin Johnson of Osage. But uh, South- USD is kind of coming into Iowa territory this year and they are. Uh, has signed a lot of uh, a lot of these top-tier Iowa high school girls. Well, they're smart. I mean, that's uh, that's jumping in there. I know they've you know. Murga uh, has been really good for him. Mm-hmm. So, yep. so I think that, uh, you know, that's probably an indication there that, well, let's just keep doing this. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Helen Gould's out there uh, from Valley. Uh, Taylor Houston was a good runner for them. Jeff Mettler. So uh, yeah, they've had some, some really good success as well. Uh, but uh, girls, you know, uh, junior girls, uh, Olivia Verde is probably the one that really comes to mind. Uh, for class 4A, Johnston, runner-up, 1801. 
this was one of the deeper 4A girls fields like I talked about. Uh, and Johnson, obviously, a great program like Pleasant Valley, like Hempstead, always near the top of Class 4A. You guys were raving about Johnston um, on your uh, way too early podcast about being loaded. Uh, yeah, yep. Yeah. They brought in a lot last year, and, um, you know, I think – I, I, I probably was a year early. I think I had him preseason number one, but Hempstead, Hempstead responded. They, 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 uh, they told me, uh, they, they didn't tell me this, but they ran and, uh, they proved they were definitely the number one team. Uh, you know, Hempstead's a great program. I didn't want to definitely throw any, any shade there. Coach Klein, coach Edwards, uh, what they're doing there is absolutely incredible. Uh, but Johnston, they add in some very, very good eighth graders, to an already stud, studly lineup. Mm. Uh, so they'll be definitely competing for a state championship next year on the girls' side. I, I, I got it. I can't not mention, I think I, I did a little bit uh, earlier, uh, just juniors. I, I can't not, not mention a Hostetler. The Hostetlers have won, was it seven state titles in a row for uh, the in Class 2A uh, with Anna, Marie, and now Danielle. So Danielle will be a senior next year. She's got three state titles to her name uh, for Mid-Prairie. Leah Klapatowskis is a junior for Dubuque Senior. Keely Lightson, Dubuque Hempstead. Uh, Addison Dornkamp of West Des Moines Valley, fourth place this year, last year's state champion. Uh, uh, Julia Gale of Dubuque Hempstead. And Hillary Trainer is probably my 1A, 2A uh, underrated uh, junior recruit. Mm, okay. And did you say Hostetler is signed with someone? Or... Nope, she's just a junior. So one more okay. year. So is Isaac Wenland going to get her again uh, on Liberty like he did uh, her two sisters? Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, to I'm be sure honest. He's I'm sure he's working. Yeah, oh, yeah, you have to be, um, you know, and that's just such a such a dominant dynasty you know I, I don't think it's being talked about across iowa enough you know obviously mid prairie had won five or six state titles in a row i think it was five state titles in a row as a team and the hostetler family is on a run of seven in a row seven uh, in a row danielle wow. danielle could make it eight and then they have another sister that is going to be an eighth grader that's pretty good Oh not put I don't want to put pressure on her early, but uh, yeah. what, what the Hostetler family is doing in Iowa right now is not being talked about enough. It's well, it's unheard of. It's like you said, it's uh, it's never it's never been done. Right. I mean, that's, no, that's, not. That's, no, <laughs> you don't see teams necessarily going on any sort of run is. like that, you know, and for one family, uh, you know, they work hard. They're a hardworking family. I remember. uh Anna and Marie on their um, recruiting visits and just a good family. Uh, so happy to see they're having success at Liberty. Uh, what's that? That's out in the, Oh, obviously their faith is very important to them. So that's, uh, that's yeah. Yeah. They're out in Virginia, Liberty. That's what it is. I like, I know it's East yeah. somewhere. I should know that. Yeah. They're in Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Isaac was, was uh, very popular. <laughs> That's still my number one podcast of all time. Yeah. He was. He is he Charles City. List. Yeah, he's Charles City. He was uh, one of the greats of all time when he ran for for yeah for them yeah for the comments yeah absolutely. Um, well, before I let you go, Kyle, just kind of wanted to get your thoughts about uh, this weekend. What um, what athletes are you going to be watching uh, at nationals? What with, with keen interest uh yeah yeah um so division three uh, obviously focusing on my my loris college do hawks uh hoping they have a successful end to the season oh man uh division one is definitely on the radar this is a this is a highlight year for sure um you know we have local interest with with gable making it on uh the iowa state side being in iowa prep you know iowa state had uh another girl qualified too uh man but uh this team race uh we'll start with the girls side in division one is my goodness uh nc state and new mexico and oklahoma state wow <laughs> three pretty darn good teams and you know alabama's alabama's probably just a little bit behind them uh but nc state and new mexico NC are state. probably two NC of the all-time great teams yeah, yeah. Tui, she's probably the favorite right uh 
next to the two. Yeah, her and uh, Barbie of Florida are probably the, the two favorites. But, uh, man, I <laughs> that's going to be a battle. I hope, you know, man, like like Heidish and Washburn gave us in the, the 4A boys this year. I hope uh, uh, these two just put on a show and, and put on a meet that, you know, in, in 10 or 15 years, it's, it's going to pop up on your Facebook or YouTube. Like, uh, you know, like that meet at Northern Iowa, was it Ryan Hall and Ritzenhain just absolutely sprinting uh, in, in Cedar Falls to the finish line and just like absolutely cruising. And uh, I hope we get something like that. And how about on the men's side? Is uh, can uh, can the Cowboys wrangle a national championship on their home course? Uh, They'll have their work cut out for them. Um, I don't think Oklahoma State's ran necessarily a, their full lineup together all year, and they definitely were coasting, um, in my opinion, at the Midwest Regional, uh, just kind of on the back of that front pack, yeah, doing what they needed to do to move on. They and when you can do that, that obviously that shows you're an elite level team. Uh, we saw that a little bit with Tulsa at their uh, conference meet. Just, just t- you know, they went one, two, three, very easily, just coasting. Uh, so that's conference level. Oklahoma State to do this at the at the regional level, they can't do it again this weekend. Uh, <laughs> it won't nope. work out so well for them. But they'll have their work cut out. Obviously, NAU we talked about a little bit before with Ford Washburn going there. Uh, BYU always in the mix and, and Stanford, I'd say Stanford Stanford's, is due. Stanford's number one coming in. Yep. Uh, I'd say right. Stanford's probably due. Oklahoma state, little home course magic potentially. Uh, but those, those are probably the top four in my opinion. And it's man right now, I'd say pick a name out of a hat. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's going to be fun between all those teams you mentioned, BYU, Tulsa, and Stanford, NAU, Oklahoma State, that's five, I imagine. Yeah, um, yeah. Probably I, and I'm not, I'm not super, uh, you know, involved, I guess, or focused on Division One. I, I, you know, I. Yeah, sure. So I'm not. It's in that good uh, Great Lakes region, but. But yeah, definitely, you know, these top teams, you know, they're talked about for good reason. They got some some solid uh, boys and girls, men, you know, both genders. All right. So, um, so what is, uh, okay, final question here. Iowa State is not going to have a team on either side. Uh, how, how painful is that for this program? What's the feeling like um, this week? I'm, I'm sure it stings, but, uh, you know, Anytime you, you have change or, uh, or turnover, you're going to see uh, a little bit of a dip. And, man, you know, I know people are probably freaking out, like, oh, Iowa State should be there, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And, you know, it's you're going to have a down years, especially when you finish runner-up and lose quite a few bodies. Like, obviously, Thomas Pollard was there for for quite some time. And, you yeah, know. Kipto, yeah. You yep. lose those two guys, that's – like I've been saying on my podcast, it's, you know, there was, this was going to be a transition year. Uh, they, you know, had to rely heavily on transfers and, um, you know, it was going to be a tough grind for them to get back. Yep, absolutely. And this is, you know, this is, this is Jer- you know, Jeremy's first, you know, run. You know, this is his first time as a head coach and this is his opportunity to, to prove himself. And Jeremy's a grinder and he's been in, I would say a, a very heavily involved as like the lead recruiter uh, for quite some time and, and, and switching over to a director role. That's, you know, that's, that's a big change and, you know, take some time to adapt and, you know, figure out the nuances of, of having that leadership role. Obviously he was very involved in uh, prior, but uh, you know, this is his chance to, uh, you know, show that he can do it uh, if, if you're going to bet on somebody, Jeremy's probably the, like one of the guys he's, you know, he's known as one of the best recruiters out there for good reason. Yeah. Obviously, you know, a lot of those guys he's brought in, like that Iowa state has brought in, I would say, uh, you know, we're very heavily Sudbury call it quote unquote guys. Like he's, he's a hard worker. And if uh, I, I hate seeing, you know, the panic button, we see it too often in, in college coaching where, 
man, they didn't make nationals or they didn't make a bowl game or they didn't make the NCAA tournament. Oh, they got to fight. You know, like you got to fire the coach. You got to give people time. And, uh, you know, two years is, is not time, not enough time to hit the panic button, you know, give people time. This, this world needs to be more about building each other up instead of tearing each other down and giving people opportunities. So, uh, you know, I know it stings, but I, I would not uh, be concerned for long-term. Well, as you know, the, the, the athletic director really cares about the track and cross country program. So, uh, you know, Jamie does uh, demand a lot, but I know that he's got the guy that he really wants in that seat though, too. So I think, uh, I think that uh, Cyclone fans will know that as well with, uh, with, with Jeremy. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> you know, and they have a lot of good, uh, yeah you know, Bill Bergen's still in the area. Like that's a, that's a name. Probably the younger crowd doesn't really know, but uh, not saying he's involved with the program, but just, uh, you know, I know he wants to see the program succeed and uh, you know, and he's a good dude too. He's one of the nicest, nicest guys. You know, I coached his grandson at Ames high, Charlie Bennett. And uh, you know, he's a good dude. You probably see him once in a while, don't you? Bill? Yeah. Yep. Uh, I, I, Man, I think I, I, I have a, we have like a secret interview with, not secret interview. Um, I interviewed him, I think last December and we haven't released it yet. And it was, it was one of my favorite interviews I've ever done talking about how he, how he got to, to be the head coach at Iowa State and, you know, his, his upbringing from a, you know, basically a, a small town farm kid uh, to being a, a division one, you know, track and field cross country coach and, all he's built it uh, in Ames. You know, obviously there's a statue for good reason outside of the Cyclone Sports Complex. But yeah, he's he's a he's a good dude for sure. I enjoy all 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 my conversations with Bill. He is the one who's got it all started for sure. Uh, well, Kyle, this has been a fantastic uh, chat with you. Really enjoyed it, and uh, good luck um, going forward with the Exchange Zone. Really, really enjoy the podcast. Do a great job, and uh, and uh, well, on onward to go to track season, right? <laughs> yes, yep. I'm I'm ready for a little break um, of, of maybe podcasting. You know, I'll probably do a, try and release a couple um, every couple of weeks, and and still dive into the Iowa prep with track and field, and hit some other areas outside of distance. Um, you know, the throws, the sprints, the jumps, the hurdles, and uh, maybe talk about some I don't say controversial topics, but maybe you know how we can you know, how we can improve the sport or change maybe qualifying or selection, site selection process and things like that. So to uh, be TBD, I have nothing recorded yet. So, um, you know, and I'd love to do this again with you. This was awesome conversation. Um, you know, I hope we can, t- can continue this together and uh, yeah. really, really grow Iowa uh, at the, at the prep and collegiate level and uh, promote what these, these kids and uh, young adults are doing. Well, it's only natural to talk about recruiting from from my angle, my yep. point of view. Who's uh, who's on the radar for the Division One and Two programs, uh, and and of course even Warburg and and Loris at the Division Three level. Who are some of the athletes that they got to look forward to? You'll be a resource for me. Absolutely, absolutely. Anytime, I look forward. Uh, staying in touch, text call. Um, you know, especially as track picks up and. Uh, sharing uh sharing input or intel or thoughts and feedback so thank you for having me on Uh, i really appreciate this